was very wet and muddy, but it was enjoyable, but there were some really steep hills. Kia ora koutou. That was Spike Havice in the Wu2K. I'm Matt Raymond. And I'm Eugene Bingham. This is Dirt Church Radio. Interesting conversations with interesting runners. I would just like to say that um, Ultraspire have been with us. Mm. Grant Guys has been with us for 150 episodes. It's like a good, reliable pack, isn't it? He's he? like a you good, know, like a Zygos. He just sits there, comfortable, does the job. Yeah. Just, you love it. Absolutely. You love it. Thank you uh, to just Ultraspire. stays and stays and stays. Yeah, just stays and stays and stays. Ultraspire been with us since yes. the beginning. This is our 150th show, three years. We would implore you to check out ultraspire.co.nz and their wares like the Zygos 4. I mean, I've even gone back to the old semi, semi, mm. semi-permeable, not semi-permeable, semi-tumescent yeah. bottles. Mm. So not the squ- full squidge. No, but the, no, the old you've school. avoided the little ones with the straw that yeah, sticks up and the other oh, soft. Hey, we're anyway. Um, yeah, you've gone for the gone, but old school. But ultraspy.co. Well, middle, middle school. Middle school. Ultraspy.co.nz. Sticking with us since day one, um, and we couldn't be more happy that they are a sponsor of Dirt Church Radio. Well, thanks. I got my stuff. now. Yeah, look, I was gonna when we we're talking about bottles. Yeah, you know. You you got a flash new Wild Things uh, bottle there. How, Easy how come, are you finding it? Well, it got it got taken. Is it that popular? It got taken from me. Is it at, that popular? It got taken from me at Riverhead Rampage. Wow! Someone someone had a bit of a bit of an oopsie, mm. and you know, being the good nurse that I am, I gave them some electrolytes in my in mm. my bottle and, and in the, not in the nice you know, new squeezy yeah, Wild Things I got bottle. From, with my VIP discount and, you know, like Sting says, if you love something, let it set them free. Set them free? Set them free, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's gone. So easy come, easy go. Anyway. But luckily, because you've got the VIP discount, because, you know, if you jump on to wildthings.club and sign up as a VIP member and use the code DCR2021, you can use that VIP membership yeah. to then get another... Get another bottle. I think I will. Maybe get two next time. But I've got my T8 undies, which are just fantastic. Uh, you, didn't lend, you didn't lend anyone those? No, no, no one would want those. No, no <laughs> one would. sort of whip them off at the yeah. first line. Do you want these? <laughs> I Velcroed them up so yep. I can just sort of do a Joe Bluth and <laughs> off they come. Anyway, sorry, hyster- what's the what's the audio visual, audio equivalent of hysterical blindness? I'm not sure. Anyway, but go to wildthings.club uh, to forget about that mm. terrible mental image. Mm. Use the code DCR2021. Mm. Mm. Another one who's been there, not from the beginning, oh, but very nearly, nearly the beginning, yeah. further faster. So yeah. furtherfaster.co.nz, Aotearoa's premier expert uh, outdoors store, Rocky Badger, Jules, um, Jacob, and the crew. Fantastic. Mm. Um, I mean, I, Jacob's I, calves have been there. Yep, they've been etched Almost into my out. memory. Yeah, for the for, from the jump, mm. and um, and I mean that with with all sincerity. Mm. The man's a legend. But look, furtherfaster.co.nz, fantastic gear, Montaigne, uh, good kit, mm. good seam seal jackets, mm. warm and as 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 flash as you like. Lovely. Yeah, good jingle too. Great jingle. 
we go something like further, faster, there in Christchurch. Rocky is hairy and so is Badger. Jules is nice and Jack is delicious. Go further, faster, now. Go further, faster, there in Christchurch. Rocky is hairy and so is Badger. Jules is nice and Jack is delicious. Go further, faster, now. Christchurch Radio. Episode 152. Yeah, we made it. Just, kind of. Just. Have have a listen to this. So that was Wellington's Wind, which, you know, is just one of the features of this weekend. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Alongside, you know, torrential sideways rain, um, heap of good people. Yeah, heap of good people. Yeah. Um, some amazing times, but my goodness me, uh, oh. the weather certainly uh, turned up uh, to knock everyone around at the Wu2K 2021. My goodness. Yeah, yeah. So we are recording from the Bridges Hotel in Wellington the morning after a, uh, yeah, probably probably one of the toughest runs either of us have done. Yeah, certainly one of, I mean, weather-wise by a, yeah. a, a order of magnitude the toughest run that i have ever done and yeah I, I couldn't yeah i was trying i was thinking back uh, there was a, i remember a run that i did um up at farewell spit or around there where the wind was just bananas could hardly stand on my feet um but that was just a run but in terms of races i think the wildest conditions of of racing in, in over 30 years um for the wu2k so yeah we we came down um Hoping for the weather we had last time we were here in 2019, but it didn't quite work out that way. <laughs> um, what a tribute to Gareth Thomas and his team, all the volunteers and marshals and everyone who, who got out there, right? Oh, I can't, there was one point where I, I don't know where it was. It was before tip track. It was on the trail before tip track. And we came around a corner and there were two marshals there in full wetsuits, snorkels mm. and, and diving masks and standing in the... They were cool. In the teeth of a gale, the you know it, it was you know gosh yeah. talk about you know wind crack and slap my cheeks it was yeah it was pretty full on yeah yeah so this year the race was shortened because of just basically a massive storm that that's really hit the middle of the country and and we you know we want to say far more importantly than any run um, we know that lots of people's homes and livelihoods have been affected by the storm this weekend and mm. we hope everyone is safe yes yeah. that's, that's the most important thing you know at the end of the day that's Far more important oh. than some some geese getting out for a run. One hundred percent. And I mean, the Wu Two K did end up being shortened, but it, I think it's added to the legend. You know, yeah. and it's added to the kind of the yeah the cult like status of this yeah. race. And it's something that you know when we you know you hear our conversation with Gareth, it, it's yeah. something that he talks about. Um, yeah. it, it's kind of. I mean, it's such a remarkable thing to have been able to put together a run that you're. Even even yesterday when visibility wasn't the best and, and, and also your eyes were stinging from the wind, so you couldn't and and the sideways rain, but you couldn't really spend much time looking down. But to think that you can run in the hills of the capital city on trail, amazing trails, and, and look down into into the town, mm. into the city, mm. and then run through people's backyards almost don't you? Yeah. Um it, it's got everything this race and um yeah, like you said, it's just added to the legend really. Um but, I am a bit worried. That we're jinxed. Yeah, because like, yeah, I'm just going to list the last three races that we've entered together. Okay. Kepler 2019. Yeah, alternate course. 
Kepler 2020. Ultimate course. Or 2K 2021. 21K course, yeah. Yeah. I think we better not tell any race organizers. There might be that. something in there, yeah. <laughs> or else we're just going to have to race separately. That's but, right. Um, yeah, look, so we, we're going to bring you coverage of the race, some interviews we recorded, although it must be said, um, weather kind of curtailed our plans in that regard. You know, we'd sort of had these ideas that we could hang around in the sun and chat to people at the finish line. Didn't quite work out that way. Huddled under a uh, polar fleece blanket by the public toilets on Mount Vic. <laughs> Um, we've also got a, a breakdown of Hard Rock as well, uh, which was on this weekend. But first of all, a bit of an update, I suppose you call it. Yeah, I mean, how good was it to catch up with? I mean, Stephen Redfern was a yeah. legend. I was um, a legend. It, it was a, such a great conversation. Uh, for those who noticed sound issues, I apologise. That was oh, my don't worry fault about it. entirely. No, no, uh, we've had comment <laughs> from one person. From one person. one person. We've had comment about the sound quality, and uh, I did record the wrong track on my end. But hey, Andrew, you're still losing to Stephen, so yeah, yeah just right. take it that's out right. on someone. So else. in in that regard, we did hear from Andrew McDowell who was the butt of a bit of trash talk during the interview and has this ongoing duel with Stephen. So you remember that they're keeping score of their races and that Stephen is up 5-2. Let me say that again, 5-2. Uh, and, and he couldn't remember. He could, he could remember Andrew's first victory, but he couldn't remember the second. So we got an all-caps reply yeah. from Andrew, didn't we? Yeah, so imagine this all-caps. Lovely show. Chaps, but I can't believe you forgot that time I absolutely wiped the floor with you at Tarawera, Stephen. But no, bro, it's cool. You just brag away. La la, four trails, blah, blah, three sunrises, yada, yada, yada. Just a quick FYI, when I beat you at Tour de Giants, it's worth four points. Okay, cool. <laughs> Shots fired. But anyway, what did you, you were talking to Stephen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was chatting to him afterwards and he was saying, or he messaged me afterwards um, after the show was out saying, oh, I forgot to mention, because, you know. As you do. As you do. I've got a, a 2022 entry for the Shrisham Noise Self Transcendence 3100 mile race in New York. Now that race is run around one city oh, block. Oh, yeah, one city block, um, 3100 miles, and um, it's pretty hard to get into. And he's he's been working with Shrisham Noise in Australia for six years, um, but he's got himself an entry for 2022. So I said, you are coming back on the show to talk about that. Done it. And it'd be incredible, like if if you if you've done you know four thousand nine hundred and sixty kilometers um, around one block, but considering he ran three hundred and sixty kilometers around his garage, I mean, yeah, hey, yeah, it's all relative, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, I'm glad that we could clear that up for you, Andrew. You could get that off your chest. Yep. Hopefully, you know you feel better. Um, look. Don't forget, we've got the free entry to create a room to give away. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's going off, isn't it's it? People, gone people, people are going after it. So yeah, we've got a draw. Yeah. Um. So go to our Facebook and Instagram pages, and you'll find a post about this. Comment underneath, and if you're on Facebook, give us a like, and we'll draw out a winner uh, in two weeks. Well, this week. Yeah, next this week. week. Next, not not this week. Sorry, next week. We're gonna we're gonna draw it on the show. That will come out on, I can't remember what the date is, but next, the next show we'll, yeah. we'll announce a winner. Um, yeah, so find that find that post. So it's for for an entry for, um, you can choose the, the 53, the 30, the 22, the 10, or the 83 kilometer distances at Crater Rim. Yeah. Um, you know, you can soak in those spectacular views over Littleton Harbour, Lake Ellesmere, uh, Christchurch City. You can, if you do the uh, 53k race, you get an early morning ferry trip across yeah. Littleton Harbour um, to start at Diamond Harbour. Um, ferry might have come in handy yesterday, actually, in some of the parts of the course. I wouldn't have liked to have been on a ferry. No, that's true. In, in Wellington that's true. That's yesterday, true. <laughs> that would have been... Uh, um, and yeah. the 83k race doubles as the New Zealand Trail Running Champs. So, um, yeah, get amongst it. 
Um, yeah. All right. Hey, Patreon patrons. Oh, yeah. Patreon patrons. We're always thankful to the Patreon patrons. I, I just, yeah, I mean, he, case in point, I've just pulled it out of the bag. Oh, our dead cat. Our dead cat. Our little, our little uh, windsock came in very handy yesterday. Um, a piece of equipment that is thanks to our Patreon patrons. Funny looking little thing. Almost if you could imagine... Uh, uh, a wig? Yeah, but the, the, oh. like um, Don King. Don King. promoted Don King. Yep. It's like someone scalped Don King yep. Yep. and uh, now we use it on top of our microphone. So that's we what didn't. it looks like. Nobody did, but no. but that's what it looks like. Um, so that's just one little bit of – I did I, – when it got back last – it got wet. I saw. I saw um, you drying out I had the, to, I had to, the dead I had to cat. I had to get the blow dryer out because the dead cat was, was, was wet. Um. I've just taken a photo and we'll bang that up on the Instagram so you can yeah. see. Um, but that's, yeah, down to the Patreon patron. So this, so that's an example of the kit that we can buy um, just to make that sound a little bit better and make the show a bit better. Um, just a little donation. If you set up a regular donation, even just a cup of cost of a cup of coffee, it helps us do those sorts of things um, and do things like pay for the website and that sort of stuff. But um, we really appreciate it and um, we're very grateful to our Patreon patrons. If it's not your thing, that's cool. No worries at all. Um we, uh, yeah, we're still here. And you can find us at patreon.com slash dirtchurchradio. You can. Right. Stuff you should know. I know people give Grant guys a lot of crap about being like the fifth fastest whatever from Christchurch or whatever, but he's done hard rock twice. He placed yeah. top 10 once, and I think he was 11th the second time or something yeah. like that. So he's, he's done it twice, and it was when we saw him. And for 2K on Friday, mm. um, he had his Hard Rock t-shirt on because it was Hard Rock weekend. And I mean, talk about a race that knows about cancellations and disruptions. Oh, yeah. Ooh, it was the first running of Hard Rock since 2018. Yeah. 2019's race was cancelled due to snow and 2020's was cancelled because of the global pandemic. Mm. Um, but, you know, the Hard Rock 100 mile endurance run is built. A lot of people, apart from something like Barclays, mm. Is the toughest sort of conventional hundred yeah. mile in the world? Yeah, so um, hundred and five point miles in length, thirty three thousand feet. So what's that? Over ten thousand meters of climb, at an average elevation of eleven thousand feet. So that's so yeah, yeah three thousand yeah. meters up. Yeah. So the altitude's going to get you, isn't it? Yeah, it's held on a loop course on four wheel drive roads, dirt trails, and cross country in um, Colorado's San Juan Range, um, and. I think when it started in 1992, I want to say, um, people were like, what? You can't have this race. It's too <laughs> yeah, hard. It's too hard. <laughs> um, but it's just become a, a legendary race. So, you know, and, and this year's race was just befitting of it. Absolutely. And keeping it, I think what I what adds to the mystique as well is keeping it, and I think about races like Utuke, I think about Kepler, I think about all the other kind of low-key races out there. You know, it's not your big sort of, uh, UTMB, you know, shenanigan fiasco, you, you know, uh, it's 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 not like the you know Cote d'Ivoire of the <laughs> of the ultra marathon world. It is you know Silverton. It's a dirt road town. Yeah, high up in the mountains. Yeah, well, didn't they start it because the town's yeah industry had basically collapsed? Well, yeah, and they absolutely. were looking for sort of tourism Same with Leadville as well. Same um, thing. You know, so it was it was just. Yeah, first year was 1992. Um, yeah, it was it was a, a way to try and get some people to come to the town, and, and boy, do they what! Um, so yeah, this this year's race really lived up to things. So both the men's and women's were were 
you know, mind blowing is the word. Yeah, yeah. So in the women's Courtney Dewalter, um, you know, what can you say about Courtney? But she she was out on record pace um, and looking super strong. Excuse me. <clears throat> before she ended up having to pull out with stomach issues, um, which she just couldn't get on top of. Um, Sabrina Stanley took over. She'd actually passed Katrina. Ah, uh, sorry, um, Courtney before. Um, Courtney withdrew and and basically Sabrina was in charge from there and she she was suffering stomach issues herself and, and was vomiting at aid stations and so on but she just persevered yeah tough 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 incredible and yeah. remember she had that great battle with Megan Hicks last year on the yeah. 14ers I mean it's just incredible and it's the most epic version of like the Strava local legend you could ever <laughs> Yeah, you could do the notification. Ding, ding. Yeah, you've lost that. So yeah. Sabrina, who runs for Adidas Terex, she won uh, the 20, 21 Hard Rock one hundred in twenty seven hours twenty one forty nine. That's the second fastest time in race history, and just three minutes and thirty one seconds back from Diana Finkel's record, and mm. she was sixth overall. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's, the race is you know, pulling back the curtain. The race is still underway yeah. as as we're recording this. But but Megan, by the way, um, looks like she's going to take out third. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay, it's Eugene from the future here, kind of, you know what I mean. I just want to say that, of course, Megan Hicks did claim third with a time of 33.05.02, and in second was the hard rock legend Darcy Pecue, 32.08.26. Darcy has finished first or second in all eight of her hard rock starts. Uh, just a quick note too, that if you don't already, you should follow I Run Far's coverage of these big races if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, Megan and uh, Brian Powell are so dedicated to the cause that she was back at work the next day. Sheesh. Anyway, back to the past or the present or whatever. Here you go. In the men's race, it was Francois de Haan who... I mean, he's just been such a fixture for such a long yeah, time. Yeah, he had that remarkable UTMB. You know, he's he's performed at UTMB. You know, smashed it at UTMB, uh, and be, and been there and thereabouts. And 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 you know, what an ox. Yeah. Um, so he had an incredible run. He just he, I mean, he just was out there all day, uh, leading from the front or in control uh, all day, and ended up smashing Killian Jornet's record. Yeah. Um, so he won in 21.45, which broke both the counterclockwise record of Killian's uh, 23.28 and the overall course record um, of 22.41 of Killian's from 2014. And behind um, Francois, Dylan Bowman yeah. uh, hung tough all day and yeah. was really pushing hard, uh, mm. but he ended up finishing exactly an hour behind Francois in 22.45.15. That's also under the old counterclockwise course record, which again was Killian Jornet in 2015. Mm. Yeah. Ryan Smith, who runs for La Sportiva, he took third uh, in 23-23-56, also under the old counterclockwise. I mean, it's record. like these runners have been hibernating for a year and they've just like, we're going to throw it down. Yeah, absolutely. They? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, I mean, a special update for, you know, the, those of us who are in, you know, in our fourth decade, or is it fifth decade? Fourth. In, in our forties. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jeff Browning, 49 years old. Dropped out of Western States, yep. second ever DNF, uh, t- took fifth at the Hard Rock, um, 26.58.17, officially becomes a Hard Rock veteran. Yeah. He was one of our first guests on Dirtchich Radio. Yeah. Back on, we've had him on a couple of times, actually, mm. but episode 10 um, was our, uh, our proper interview. So if you want to go way back in the archives, you'll see that we, we spoke to him and what a guy he is. Yeah. Ronco Billy. Rightio. So uh, let's get into into Wu2K. Where to begin? I mean, where yeah. to begin? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was uh, look. We we got down here. Well, Thursday for me, Wednesday for you. Yep. Um, and like even before we got here, really, it was like everyone was looking at the forecast, going, "Uh oh." Um, you knew that weather was going to be a factor. You made sure that you had not only brought down your compulsory gear, but some extra stuff because it looked like it was going to be wild. Um, look, just for a bit of background for those of you who don't know, we're two K. Um, uh, you ran the first iteration. Of it. I did. I ran the first. I, I ran the marathon. So it was yep. back then. It was a forty-three and a sixty-two kilometer yep. uh, race, and set up by Gareth Thomas, who, you know, Wellington local, yep. keen runner, and just basically had been putting these roots together and, and mm. wanted to see how how it was, you know. Um, and and the first time, you know, anyone ran it, we all went, wow, that was really something special. Um, and and every year it's run, it's been running superb weather. Mm. Um, in fact, it almost feels reversed because if we're looking out the windows in your in your room, Eugene, you know, it, it's kind of, it's a bit sunny. Yeah. Um, there's still a bit of wind, there's still a bit of wind around, but it's certainly buttoned off from how it was. Yeah. Um, but I mean, gosh, you know. Yeah, Gareth sort of had the golden touch with the weather, didn't he? He really has. 2019, when we ran it, um, you know, it was it was superb on the day. I don't even know if I had a thermal on. It was, no, it no, was so I, nice. we, we didn't. We ran in t-shirt. And- uh, yeah, in July, you know, in the middle of winter, um, and then and then the Sunday, it was heckers. It yeah. was so crazy. Flights cancelled, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so yeah, look. But this year, we kind of all knew. Okay, weather's going to be a factor. Let's see. Um, but everyone's still. We turned up to registration on Friday. Everyone had their fingers crossed, um, and we caught up with Gareth Thomas, race director, and the volunteer manager, and all round good sort. Kate Shack. Radio. Hi, Eugene. Hi, Matt. We're here at yes. the Caketon Wellington yeah. Westpac Stadium. We are. Yeah, West, well, no, it's, it's called Sky Stadium. Oh, the Stadium uh, in Wellington. But but we're we're sheltered from the wind. Yep. We're ready the day before we're 2K. We're just about to walk in, get our bags checked, get our yes. compulsory gear, yep. um, catch up with Gareth, yes. Thomas, the race director. A, I said there's a whistle in the compulsory gear. Oh, yeah. I was, I was thinking, is anyone going to hear a whistle? Have you seen that your pack has yeah, a whistle? Yeah, a, yeah, that's what I use, but it was like, man, it's going to have to be some loud whistle to get through that one. Anyway, how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling... I, I felt... Excited for the first time today, so that's mm. good. That's mm. a good thing. Mm. I've been worried. I've been silly, and you know, but uh, yeah, no, I felt good for the first time today, and uh, here we are, and and basically, um, yeah, it, it's going to be good. Lola said to me, she goes, my daughter, she walked up to me, and she goes, you, you know, when you're in the settlement, you can't pick you out of a lineup, Dad. These are your people, and it, uh, it, it, it was, yeah. it's, it's a, yeah, I'm excited to be back amongst. My people. So. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's it's um you know we both went for little shakeout runs this morning and into the elements and yeah uh, you know getting blown around by the wind. It's quite exciting. I was giggling. I was yeah. giggling. I, I'm really looking forward to it. Looking forward to the adventure. I'm um, looking forward to getting in and registering and and seeing people and seeing who we can see and um and getting that vibe and that race vibe. Absolutely, I can't wait. I'm so I am legitimately excited and 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 you know tomorrow's going to be a challenge with the weather. Hopefully, yeah. Um, but it is what it is, and we'll be able to, you know, take in the course, and it adds such a different. It'll add such a different quality to it. I think. Yep. Facebook's going nuts. With people going. What? What? Should I? Do I need a seam seal jacket? Yeah, that's right. What is a seam seal what jacket? What is the B course? Do I need a hood? Yeah. Can um, I have a pacer in the twenty-one? Yeah. Um, but uh, was that a real a, one? No, that wasn't. I made that one up. That's fake news. Hashtag fake news. But um, but you know, it's just going to be good to just get it, get it started, get on with it. 
and get to the reality of absolutely. the race. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, let's go register. Absolutely, let's go. Yep. We're huddled somewhere in a dressing room at the Cape Town Wellington Stadium. We're in Hurricanes territory. Yeah, we're in the Hurricanes dressing room. Uh, you better believe it. With uh, Gareth Thomas, World 2K Race Director. How are you going, man? Yeah, well, at the stage, you know, just before race day and the weather's looking pretty hairy at the moment. And, uh, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty knackered, to tell you the truth. Just uh, looking forward to getting through this day and moving on to race day. It must be emotionally draining because I'm sure that I saw your message on Facebook, uh, which is a, it was a really beautifully put one, but I'm sure every man and their dog has been messaging you, getting at you about the weather. Yeah, there's been quite a few people who have sort of, yeah, some have pulled out and said, nah, bugger that, go run your race and enjoy it. And I'm not, take, I'm, I'm not taking up, I'm not, sorry, you can hear me, can't yeah. you? Naked. Um, I'm not partaking this year just due to the weather. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's going to happen. You know, it's supposed to be, you know, gale force winds overnight. And, you know, we have had, have had that in the past, though. It's been crappy weather the night before, right up until like five in the morning, and then it clears up just that little bit. Um, to you know, ease runners into it, and then opens up in the day. So hopefully it's like that tomorrow, but we'll just have to wait and see. Well, to be honest, we've called it Gareth's golden touch with the weather, really, in recent years. So I mean, it's, there's always going to be one year, isn't there? So who knows? There is, there is, and you can always lose your golden touch as well, you know. <laughs> it's been a time though, hasn't it? I mean, this is circle back. I mean. Every, every, you know, we've just had Western States who got hard rock coming on. You know, you had to cancel last year for COVID. What was that like? Yeah, that was hard, actually. It was really hard because we cancelled quite a, lot, quite a few months out from the race day um, due to the fact that we, it was, you know, so uncertain and new and no one knew what was going on. Um, potentially if it was like, you know, this year now and they knew how to get on top of it a bit better and quicker, um, we probably wouldn't have cancelled. But um, just because it was uncertain and it sort of lockdown went on for quite a few, it was a couple of months, right? It was quite a while. And um, it was quite hard to gauge. And plus the pre-planning that goes into these events is quite huge. Yep. And you've got to get things booked in and locked in and uh, paid for and things like that. So it's quite tricky to, to, to gauge. So we did make the right choice. But saying that when race day came about, it was actually quite a nice day and lockdown had just finished. So it was kind of a bummer. Um, but saying that, a lot of people went out and still ran the course and then went to the pubs afterwards that we support also. And, and that's the thing, isn't it? People say if you're a participant, you go, oh, this could have happened. But if you're a race director, you've got X, Y, Z behind the scenes. You know, you've got toilets, you've got things more mundane than toilets, you've got everything to kind of get in and, and, it's cut and, and you're taking the hit. Yeah, all those things. As you well know, with organising your own events, it's, uh, it's a lot to organise and it takes up time and money and effort and resources. And it's, uh, you know, if it's not looking that certain, then it's really hard just to say, it's kind of unfair to the runners as well to say, yes, let's go ahead and then just, you know, it's going to get cancelled anyway. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was tough last year. What's the field looking like this year? People pumped? They are actually, yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of funny. You, there's, you throw a bit of a heavy wind into the equation and a lot of runners sort of take that as a, a more of a challenge and go, yeah, let's go and do this thing. Um, so saying that, I'm, I've still got to make a call this afternoon about the run, um, not cancelling, just adapting slightly, um, just due to the sort of hairy parts of the skyline, which are at the start, really. I think the wind will die down during the day, but just that part, um, we've got some extra first aid and stuff up there for the morning just in case um 
that's not answered your question. I sort of lost the question. Well, I mean, else. also the, the, the field, uh, you know, specifically the sharp end, you know, people turning up, uh, the people still like ready to go after it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's 900 in the pack this year. There's the new 21K course that's, you know, looking pretty, pretty good as well. Um, that's actually the most, there's almost 300 in that, which is great. Um, and the rest of the fields just, you know, looking really keen to get, come and do the job, get it done. It's a, uh, yeah, it's that feel. It's, it's, it's the day before Christmas, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Well, it's six months building up. You know, it's a lot of work and a lot of admin. I do all the admin side myself with the runners, so it's, uh, it's a lot. Uh, but it's kind of nice having that sort of personal touch and sort of, you know, seeing what people have gone through. Um, there's been so many different circumstances over the year, so many changes. Um, so it's kind of like an emotional co- roller coaster ride in itself, you know, dealing with the runners. Uh, sort of on an email basis, but still you get to understand what goes on and, and give it that personal touch as well. And I mean, not to put too fine a point on it, you've had some personal challenges this year, you know, you, which I'm yeah. sure that alongside everything else you were anticipating. Yeah, well, yeah, I got diagnosed with you know, skin cancer on my face at the end of last year and had surgery a couple of weeks after that. And then they missed some of it. So it was like a millimeter left. So I had to get radiation for like six weeks, which was pretty intense. And all this trying to organise the race as well. So it's I don't, radiation only finished about six, seven weeks ago. So they say it can take three months to sort of get through your body. And so I'm still, you know, still going through it and still not 100%. But it's, uh, it's added to the challenge. <laughs> it's, oh, what a way to look at it. <laughs> so, I mean, I... I don't know if there's much more to say. I mean, well, the, the dude's uh, getting after it. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say, you know, Wutuka has become, you know, such a Wellington institution or such an institution of the New Zealand Aotearoa trail running scene. Um, you must be really proud of what you've created. Oh, shit, yeah. Uh, hugely proud. You know, it's, it's one of those things, you know, when you, I guess when you paint a painting or do something quite special that you think's okay and you go, oh, yeah, it's all right. And then later on it becomes like a Dali or something. Um, you know, it's, it's the start of the Wutuke was like like that. It was a small kitty's painting or it was a small painting that was quite delicately done, but it grew over time and it's become this, this you know, Mona Lisa type event. You know, it's really good. And, and the people that come love it. They support it. The volunteers love it and support it. And it's just really nice to have that sort of, that feeling of creating something special that people get involved with. And I've just had that sort of, you know, that, that uh, drive to get it going and to where it is. So, yeah, and... Plus all the support and plus all the core crew and everyone that makes it really special, you know. I just, I, I, having turned up the first year you ran the event, I don't think it was a kid's painting, man. I remember everyone on the course was just looking at it we were, as we were running, just going, what? This well, is so good. You know, like it was straight out the box. Well, wow, just, kid's painting. Maybe like, you know, it was just, it was, it was, it took a while to create it and get it down yeah. and nailed. But it, that was sort of the initial, you know, getting people on the course and running it and giving the feedback and that's sort of where it grew, you know. And I just love the fact, too, that it's ingrained in the city. You know, you, you run those trails any time of the year. I, lo- I love when I'm down in Wellington and go for a run in the trails and spot the W2K signs. It's just, I, I just, it just makes it extra special. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, that's true. You know, some of those signs actually need to be replaced. I think we should, we should upgrade this. It's been, well, it's year six of the run apart from last year. So it's, uh, at the time, we should flash them up a bit more. But that's, that's for another time, another occasion. Just to be clear, I'm not talking about leftover fluoro tape. I'm talking about no, the, actual the, the, the proper... Can- yeah, it, yeah, proper markers, um, and it, it just yeah it just reminds you how much of a part of the scene your race has become, and that's a, a really special thing. 
Yeah, well, that's it. You know, that's that's what makes me proud as well. You know, it's just really nice to have that cemented on the map as well, and and runners know about the event, and it's really, you know, it's it's brought the trails along as well. You know, they've got a mo- lot more uh, recognition, and uh, you know, not just in the mountain biking scene, but the trail running scene as well, and the walkers and the trampers and all that. I can't I I got out the door this morning for a little shakeout run and staying in a place real hilly, and I got blown up the hill by the wind and I was like oh my god this is so good and that's how I felt when I got it do you know like I've been sitting inside looking out the window going I don't know if I'm into this or not but the second I stepped outside the door I felt so exhilarating I was laughing my head off I can't wait I can't wait so yeah thanks for having us man and it's so good to be down here again yeah well thanks for coming along again you know it's it's always good having you guys back and it's uh it's nice that uh you know when you put a post up recently about you know Post a photo of one of your favourite trail runs and uh, you posted the Wu2K finish line and that was quite special as well. So, yeah. Thanks for appreciating. Oh, for awesome. All the best. Hell yeah. That's what I'm going to lead off with. Um, I can't believe that, yeah, it's making the race about me that I won't have to get to have your fudge at Tawatawa like I did last time. Oh. I have passed on the recipe. So I have, you know, done my best to make sure that you're catered to, Matt, you know, because you are the most important <laughs> person here, obviously. One of 900 most important. 904. 904. Where with Kate Shave? Should probably start that off. Kate Shave, your role, you've taken a new role this year, and what is that role? I have. So I've stepped into the volunteers' uh, manager's role, which Brent Robinson has been doing very capably for the last few years, but he just had a job change and didn't quite have the time to, to give to it that it needed this year. So asked me to step in. I was supposed to be his understudy, but as it is, now I'm head honcho for the volunteers. So we've got 150 volunteers spread out across all sorts of roles, marshals, aid stations, people doing registration, gear checks. You name it, we've got them doing it. So, yeah, good fun. And so, what logistically, what does that involve? Like, how, how many, you know, how many hours a week have you been having to be do this? What sort of things have you had to be doing? I certainly haven't been tracking the hours, um, so I can't answer that question quite specifically. But I guess uh, at the outset, it's about putting a call out for all the people that might be willing to volunteer, and then I created what I call like to call the spreadsheet of awesome which is many, many columns and many, many rows. And that is uh, basically the way to sort of match everybody up, think about what they can do, when they're available, where they might want to be, do they have transport to get there, all of those kinds of things. And so we slot them in to all the various roles. And then it's about making sure that they have all the documentation that they need. Um, We also ran briefings, um, three main briefing sessions last Sunday with the volunteers. Um, So that was one with the course markers one with all the rego finish line people and marshals and one with aid stations. And then the last week has been many, many messages, phone calls, texts, you name it, you know, people grabbing me um, on the street and, you know, basically dealing with all the last minute changes, so people dropping out. So, for example, we've just got someone sent off for a COVID test. We've got someone else who's pregnant and has ended up in hospital and, you know, just dealing with all of those kind of last minute things. So, yeah. It's... It's such a lot, isn't it? It's such a, and that's the thing we were, we were talking to Gareth before. That the participants perhaps don't understand the amount of, especially for a. I remember my my sense of panic on a six point seven five k course that comes back around to the start, and also twenty one k course. The second everyone leaves, and I just go, oh, they're all out there with my marshals, my volunteers. Yeah. Like it's a for the yeah, amount right. of 
you know, a, mar- a 43, a 62, and a 21. It's a lot of marshals. Yep. It's a lot of people. A lot to, of a lot of marshals. Care. A lot of start. Li- you know, two different start lines to to manage this year for the first time. Obviously, everyone's all finishing in the same place, so that does simplify that a little bit. But yeah, having the three courses has meant that we've needed more marshals. Um, no additional aid stations. That's kind of worked in as it as it was. But obviously, they have to be prepared to cater for nine hundred plus runners, not sort of five to six hundred. So, yeah, big big step up in terms of numbers. But you know, Gareth has just has head over everything. You know, it's yeah. There's there's no doubt that he knows what he's doing and has you know across all the various bits and pieces that need to happen. And then you throw in the curveball of the weather. Um, I was talking to one of your marshals who's going to be at Orfeo Bay, Mike White, mm-hmm. today. He was saying he's going to be there in his gumboots, giving us a yell as we come past. And I said, well, I hope you've got garters for the top of your gumboots because I think they might be full of water. So you, you're having to deal with that as well, the curveball of weather. How Has that changed things for you? But Eugene, this is Wellington. We get, we don't do days without weather in Wellington, right? So, but but you have. This is the thing. For the last, you know, I remember the first Wutu K I ran, I was like, not even halfway through going, I need to take my thermal off. I'm too hot. Oh my, and I left it on because I couldn't be bothered stopping. But, uh, you know, and the weird la- Well, you, you enter a race in the middle of July anywhere in, in, in New Zealand. Yeah. You, you can't complain about the weather. So I'm certainly not complaining about the weather. But from a, from a volunteer logistics point of view, does that add any, add any complexity? Absolutely. I mean, for a start, it's about making sure that everyone's safe. So today we've got course markers out there in howling gales, some of them, you know, virtually being blown horizontal. So we need to make sure that they're safe and they're back off the course um, when they're, you know, supposed to be. So we have Stu Milne who manages that um, group very, very closely and carefully. And then then tomorrow, yes, I'm, I've got, you know, to be thinking about all the marshals in particular who are out sort of sitting you know, possibly for sort of seven to eight hours mm, mm. Um, in one spot, having to stay there, really not being able to move, so making sure that they are warm and safe as well. Aid stations a little bit easier because they tend to have a bit of shelter um, and they can, you know, sort of dance around and, and do a little jig and keep themselves moving. But, yeah, keeping keeping them safe on the day. At the moment, we're all just, you know, as planned for tomorrow. If the call comes this afternoon that there's a course change or... You know, we're getting some sort of alterations. Then that will be another whole story, and there'll be an awful lot of comms going out and phone calls being made, as you can imagine. Yeah, you've got some pretty amazing uh, volunteers. Well, all your volunteers are amazing. Um, pretty good, Tailing Charlie for the sixty-two, for instance. Absolutely. Yeah, we've got Ali and Tucker coming all the way from Wanganui, and what has been super impressed, uh, you know, has really impressed me is just the people that are coming from a long way away. So we've got someone, Megan Biggs, who's come fr- across from Napier just to do two days of volunteering wow. because she heard about the event, you know, everyone's talked it up, what an awesome time it is, and she just wanted to come and be a part of it. We've got people coming from Dunedin to volunteer, Auckland and so on. So it just, you know, just blows me away, the, the collective sort of good-heartedness of the trail running community um, that they, you know, prepared to come and give their time in this kind of way. It's incredible, isn't it? It, it always it does. It blows me away. People just fall over themselves to that. Ellie Ants, actually, I was laying in bed this morning, looking at the weather, going, looking at the forecast, and a message comes up on my phone saying, "Don't look at, don't worry about the forecast. <laughs> it's just, 
Do you know, like, it was like, I'm not sure if morphic, I, I mean, morphic resonance is real, right? But I was like, oh, my Lord. She's like, just go out and enjoy the day. Yeah, she's stalking you, Matt. Yeah. I wouldn't go as far as saying stalking. I think she's just a good-hearted human. But, you know, this a good-hearted human being. And it also put the fear of God into me that she's going to be. That's right. She'll be there prodding. Running you know? scared. Yep. And I like to yeah. think, well, you know, Tucker's, not. <laughs> Tucker's probably got some, you know, sheep herding management <laughs> skills in his, in his background somewhere. Yeah. So he'll be keeping yeah. everyone moving along. Yeah, yep. it'll be a bad day if that's happening. But, um. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's a what a what a capable tail end. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and so I mean, for you personally, you've you know you you were magnificent at the Tawatawa Aww. Aid Station um, two years ago. Now Thank I was going to say last year, but oh. uh, but this year it's sort of. Do you feel like you're a little bit sort of removed, or in that sense you're not sort of going to be, um, you know, at the at the at the uh, what am I trying to say? It's you know what I mean? It's a different role, isn't it? It Do, is. But d- if anything, I feel more involved. Yeah. And can I let you guys in on a secret? Like, oh, I th- please, please. I think I actually prefer volunteering to running. <laughs> don't don't let that get out. But, you know, I think it's just it's such an amazing experience to be able to give back to yeah. the community that you've kind of been a part of. Yeah. And I'm so grateful to Gareth for the opportunity to do this. It really is, a, you know, a magic sort of place to be in and see how it all works behind the scenes and, you know, have all these connections with people. For me, I'm actually injured at the moment, so I'm having back surgery in a couple of weeks' time. It's going to be an entire month's recovery, so I'm having a disc replaced in my um, upper back. So, What is it with the Wu2K and people getting stuff either put in them or cut out of them? Yeah, I don't know. We just we don't like things to stay the same. You know, we yeah, like b- to, you Body know. mods. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping this will be like Bionic Woman. I'll go heaps faster, but probably not. So I, at the moment, I can't run anyway. And for me, this is, you know, this helps keep the connection going and, yeah, fills my bucket up, really. Overflows my bucket in a good way. Well, you are one of those people who gives so much back to the community. Thank you so, so much. Well, it's a pleasure, it is. And, you know, just hugely grateful for the 150-plus volunteers that I've got as part of the team this year. And I know they're going to make Woo 2K an awesome experience. One final question, or have you got another one? But I was going to say, does the spreadsheet of awesome, awesomeness, Spreadsheet awesome. of awesome. awesome. Yeah. Spreadsheet of awesome. Does it compare to the last spreadsheet we saw you with? Yeah, which I was, was thinking about that Which too. was when you were crewing for Fiona at the, Fiona Hayvice, at the uh, um, Biggs uh, yeah. and, Kiwi and, Flyers. And, and, and Relapse. You the, had the, quite the, a formidable the, the spread, spreadsheet The spreadsheet of, of micro Yeah, we do, like, we do like a good spreadsheet. I'll tell you what the key difference is. Fiona prints hers in really small font that I can barely read, and I print mine in really big font. So when I print it out, it's like, you know, an entire room's worth of paper. But, um, you know, it's the same idea. I mean, I guess for anyone in this kind of role, attention to detail, you know, that's that's absolutely the key. You can't let things slip. So, mm. Kate, thank you. We're very looking forward to seeing you out on the course. Yeah, I can't uh, wait to see you guys at the start line and then again at the finish line. Yeah. Come give me a big sweaty hug. Will do. So within hours, yeah. things had changed. I mean, we were all hoping. It, it, it was so, I mean, the weather, it's hard to, un, you got a weather and people go, oh, it's windy in Wellington or, or whatever. I, I, didn't, I don't think I've slept for, properly for a couple of nights. I haven't. Because I've been staying yeah. up, I've been up in the hills. Yeah. Um, and, the, and the wind has been so loud, like it's been so loud. The windows have been shaking, everything's been rattling. And even yeah. people from here have been saying, oh yeah, this was a bit, touch and go you know and if you can get someone from wellington to say oh it's probably a bit heckers actually um yeah. you know that it's it's because it wasn't just the wind no it was, it was the rain was torrential and that meant that river crossings became you know well 
what what would normally be little creek crossings became river crossings. Yeah. Um, you know, like linking arms to get across yep. kind of kind Absolutely. of uh, conditions. Yep. So, you know, Gareth um, spoke to uh, Met Service uh, again. Um, not well, it long sounds like the, the Met Service spoke to him. Spoke to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and basically had to make the call to shorten the race. So this year he luckily kind of uh, he'd introduced a twenty one k course he'd mapped it out and so he decided look everyone's just going to go on the 21k course but even that had to change uh on on the morning itself so there were waves that were going to be set off was the way it was going to go um and if you were down for the 63k um for instance like we'd, we'd entered the 63 62 62 anyway whatever we'd entered the who ultra. can tell with him. who can tell um we entered the ultra we were we were setting off at 10 o'clock and so we did and then there was another couple of waves but by the time it got to the to the what was supposed to be the twenty one k start, um, the the river had got the rivers Ugh. had got up even further, and so they had to make another change um, and shorten um, shorten those uh, courses as well. So, look, results are a bit up in the air because of all of that. Um, uh, so, you know, the way things worked out. There were people running in all sorts of different races and waves, and you know there were people coming past us, weren't there? Yeah, um, it was. Uh, I mean, it was kind of good to be able to see people flying past. But you know, the results, such as they are, um, we can say Joy Clements, yep, had a superb one, one fifty eight twenty four. Joanne Elliot, uh, two twelve flats, um, and Amanda Rowe, two twelve oh one, the perennial. Absolutely. And then Ryan. Yeah. And in fourth was uh, Kanoka Azumi. Um, yeah. What a year she's had. Yeah, she's been smashing it. 217.49. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, had that win at Northburn. Um, came up to relapse. Yeah. Um, you know, and is featured in plenty of other races. Absolutely. So, great well. so in the men, I mean, and it is, it's hard to kind of gate, but 148.40, Nicholas Cox, which yep. for that course, it's an incredible time. Yeah. That is incredible. Uh, David Hounschmidt, 148.52, 12 seconds back. And uh, Glenn Chesterman in 151.10. Yeah. And it's interesting because what, uh, I, Lo, um, my daughter Lola, she was... um. Helping at the finish line. Helping at volunteering at the finish line. And she said it, it's interesting to see where the results are coming in because when um, when Nicholas finished, um, you know, it says David was 12 seconds back, but he, I don't think they were racing together. No, that's right. That, that's what we're saying. That's what we mean. The, the results are going to change, I think. Um, but, you know, uh, you know, to run those times and those conditions, uh, respect. Hey, look, Eugene from the future again. Look, as we were just alluding to, the results are a bit unsettled at the moment for all sorts of reasons, given the challenges. But as of Monday, David is now being credited with the win with a time of 147.27, with Nicholas second in 148.33 and Glenn third in 151.02. But look, things are still being worked out and we'll bring you the confirmed results next week, eh? Right, back to the show. It was, uh, well, da- um, you know, David's first trip down to Wellington, I think. Uh, introduction right. to the Wellington running scene for someone who's been so dominant up in, up in the Upper North. Um, you know, so great to see him come away with such a, a great time and, and, and good result. Um, from the other waves, yeah, it's really difficult to tell because people were starting all over the place. And we did see some incredible runs, 
you know, Andrew Thompson, for instance. Absolutely. He was charging. He was charging. He was, he was perpendicular. His, his torso was kind of perpendicular to the ground. Yeah. Uh, when he, he, was, he, was, he was charging up the hill. And, you know, I don't care what you say about technique. The man was getting after it. Uh, he was going. <laughs> yeah. I, I said to him, um, I messaged him and said, hey, it was great to see you. You know, I, I would have yelled out to you, but A, you were flying. And B, you wouldn't have heard me yelling into yeah. the wind anyway. Um, he said, yeah. He said, oh, he had his blinkers on. You know, he was just, and you could tell he was going for it. Yeah. Um, look, someone else who had a great run was yeah. Spike Hayweiss. Uh By by decades, the youngest competitor on the course, nine yeah. years old. Yeah. So nine year old son of Fiona Hayweiss, yep. legend. Um, yeah. He's been racing these exterior races in preparation um, for for this for this race. He was supposed to run the twenty one k. Yeah. Um, didn't quite work out that way, just because of the way that the the conditions were. It would have been unsafe for him to to go over that even the 21k course um would have been unsafe wouldn't it um but uh yeah we caught up with spike and fiona afterwards so we're at the finish line of woo 2k with fiona hayweiss and spike hayweiss who just smashed out the 21 kilometer woo 2k and it's now wrapped in approximately 100 blankets and dry polybra how was that um it was very wet and muddy but it was enjoyable, but there were some really steep hills. There were some, what, what did you think of that climb out of Red Rocks? That was, um, heckers is the only word I could use to describe that. Um, I didn't, did I do that? Yeah, I didn't do did it. No. I, I don't think we did. So we had a bit of a, um, a non-start start. So what happened was we got to the start line of the 21K this morning and... Uh, we were called up to the front and the uh, safety officer, I guess, and Gareth, um, the race director, were there waiting for us. And the, at that stage, the creeks, the streams were already up really high and they had some video footage of them and showed, them, showed that to us and basically said that um, they didn't feel comfortable with us starting because yeah, the, even the adults were having difficulty at that stage getting through the the streams and they were rising quickly. I actually thought that the wind on the tops was going to be the biggest issue but it turned out that the stream levels were the biggest issue. Um, so the 21k started and we just hung around and we actually thought that we'd, we'd perhaps um, go for a run ourselves or do something and then we got word, they'd only been gone like about five minutes, we got word that they were going to, that they weren't actually going to let the 21kers um, up off the beach, they were going to turn them back towards up towards where we were, towards the start line, because the streams had come up so high and it was un, it had become unsafe for anyone to cross. So um, so we decided to uh, to give it a go to start. So so we headed off from um, from the information centre and did the majority of the 21 course. I think we ended up clocking up about 14k. So um, we still had had a lot of fun. We got to experience. Um, most of the course and so many people out um, cheering. I couldn't believe it on such a miserable day everywhere along the way. Um, people, oh, here we go, biscuits. Someone's offering us some biscuits. Do you, oh, yeah, there's a little hand coming out of the poly pro. What, what did you think of the wind? How windy was it? It was very windy. Um, I would say if we did go up on the top, of the ridge, it would be very windy, and I'd probably get blown off. I think yeah, how was it? Well, yes. I, I'm probably I don't know, 
one and a half times spikes weight. Yeah. Oh, no, maybe one of my legs is about one and a half times spikes weight, and I was getting blown backwards. Whoa. It was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You would have been like one of those <laughs> plastic bags caught in the wind. <laughs> it was, yeah. Spike, you've been um, training really hard for this and, and uh, working really hard for it and you've been doing so well on those exterior races and stuff. So what's it like to have a race that you've aimed for and now you've done it? Um, it feels really good with all the people supporting me and all the stuff afterward. But I would also say that it's very cold and wet and there's a lot to get through. <laughs> we should let you yeah, go and get home and get warm. warm. Well done Spike and, and well done Mum, well done Fiona. Thank yeah. you guys. Really nice thanks to see thanks you guys for sharing again. the experience. Yeah, it was cool seeing you across the golf course, man. You yeah, were sending it. It was yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. All right. Cool. Okay. I just think about that wind. I think about how much spike weighs. I think about how much oh, I weigh oh, at the moment and it was battering. I was getting tossed around like a rag doll yeah. and it would have been frankly unsafe oh it would have been so scary yeah i mean even the bits of the course he did run you know <laughs> i mean uh, who was i talking to i think it was um joe in the in the at um white Horse social club afterwards he was saying that even crossing adelaide road he got blown into a power pole yeah uh so it was it was heckers it was heckers and yeah. and you know to set the scene for that interview with spike um we were like literally he was wrapped in a blanket it was like a, a little sushi roll. Like a little burrito. Um, <laughs> I had the front of the blanket around it, just holding it and was rubbing his back while we were talking. His lips were blue. I mean, he was safe. Obviously, he ran it with yeah. his parents. And we, we were all around him, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sheltering him from the wind. He was under the shelter. Probably so. got about 2% body fat as well. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, did you see um, at one point somebody offered him a biscuit and this little hand came yeah. out the top? <laughs> <laughs> took the biscuit, yeah. Um, yeah, so awesome work, Spike. You know, everyone who took part uh, in that race, no matter what distance you ended up running, uh, how far out you deserve your medal. Um, look, our, our own races, it was good fun, wasn't it? I I kind of um, had a mindset shift, uh, I don't know, a couple of K in, where I was just like, you know what, this is not a race today, it's an adventure, and um, I just want to have a good run with my mate. Yeah. A couple of K and it was about 13 K in. So what, I mean, yeah, you're amazing. You're, you've been training hard. You've been training hard for hills. I haven't had the most ideal build up. Um, and for me, certainly it wasn't the race I wanted. It was the race I needed, I think. Um, mm. I really enjoyed it. Um, I struggled on those climbs, I must admit. Um, but then the back half of the course, I felt much better, which is odd because normally it, it it's odd for me to feel better in the second half than the first yeah, half. Yeah, um, yeah. But you were so strong, man. You were, uh, in, you were in control. And then, but yeah, you said you had the mind, mindset shift. Yeah, um, I did. I just, I, you know, so you start out, we started out with an out and back um, along the beach, which was just, it was a, people were flying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, we were clocking, clocking in some fast times along there. Um, and then, and then you headed back up. Uh, Red Rocks up it, that trail. I remember coming down that last year, and you uh, not last year, two thousand nineteen, and you were absolutely flying, and it seemed to just go just like that. You know, yeah. that, that trail was just in my mind was a short little trail. It was not a short little. No, trail. it wasn't a short little. Trail uh, it took us a long up. time to get up there. It was a big, big climb. You know, one of those ones where you actually have to crane your neck to look up at the people above you. <laughs> yeah, that was mad. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, and so it was a tough climb, but I, yeah, I like it, like you're saying, I, I prepared for it. I was, I, and I was looking forward to it. I was getting yeah. into my work. I was enjoying it. Um, and then onto that gully. I can't remember the name of the gully that connects um, the Red Rocks track to um, Tip Track. 
man, that was quite something. And yeah. that's that's really where the wind was at its. Uh, I don't want to use the word dangerous, but you know, it was it was pretty wild. It yeah, wild. it was touch and go. It felt touch yeah. and go. Like it felt, and I again full support to Gareth for doing it. Yeah. Um, and the conditions and and the terrain. Um, you, you know, but it's that thing, isn't it? It it, it felt one wrong move. It felt if, uh, one wrong foot placement or one wrong, you know, and, yeah. and that's what the distraction was like. Yeah. A very runnable course. Yeah. Um, with a distraction, but yeah, fantastic. My favorite part of the Wutu K course is the back half going through the town. I really like that. Yeah, it's cool um, fun. It's, yeah. And it was nice to kind of be able to run that in with you and actually be able to run that in, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. rather than having smashed legs. So Yeah, that's right. It was it was a different feeling altogether, wasn't yeah, it? Than, than being absolutely munted on that part. I did reach I think I got you know, when once we hit Mount Victoria, I kind of was like, uh, I just want this to be over. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of over it. Well I didn't get grumpy, but I just got a bit like, uh I'm done. Not not physically, but just mentally. I was yeah. just like, yeah, I want I want to get this finished. Um, and I started to trudge a bit, didn't I? Yeah, you did, which was odd. Yeah, which was uh, yeah, which was odd. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, and then our friend Claire caught up with us. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that that was real uh, lift in in spirits. It was good to see her. Um, good to see so many people out there. You know, so much love for Dirt Church Radio. Thank you to everyone who said said good day. Absolutely, and, and um, really kind of you. Yeah, really kind. And and um. It was, yeah, uh, I expect, I don't know if I'm going to expect any greatest runs ever out of yesterday. <laughs> Certainly most memorable run, but um, yeah, it was, it, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Saywan, our friend Saywan, got to mention him. Yeah, Holy for me, hell. like this is a, a very mild-mannered man. Uh, I don't know what he did, but he, he pulled, pulled the, the pin, pin <laughs> from the jump, like into the turnaround at the beach. He was up on us by a couple of minutes and I was like, what? What? What you doing? What you doing? Because he's normally quite reserved, and you know, um, yeah, he tw- went after it. He got us by like twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, oh, um, twenty five. Twenty five minutes. And, Fantastic. And his wife's son as well. I yeah. mean, you know, talk about Spike, Spike Hayvice having to watch out in that one. You know, son, there's not much to her either. No, she was gutsy and um, wasn't that second, far behind. Second us. ever, second ever trail run. Uh, yeah. Second ever half marathon. So yeah. the first one being Riverhead Rampage, and now yeah. she's done Wu Two K. Yeah, in the um, in, in the maelstrom, but I mean, I think what I was thinking also, if you were thinking about econ- the economics of the run, mm. bang for buck, yeah, that packs it in the most out of all three. Oh. Courses. Like if you want to go and just have a run, which is going to knock your socks off yeah. that you can either take at a, a pace where you're going to be out there for a good, good, good couple of hours or three or four or five hours. And, and yeah. you know, that that's fine. But if you want to also like pull the pin, go apeshit and just run as hard as you can yeah. and, and get your, you know, get your legs handed to you. That 21K course is incredible. Oh, uh, look, I mean, you know, I got 1,400 meters. Yeah, yeah. Vert, um, vert, listen to me. Um, you know, it, it was, it was, um, it was, it's something like you say, bang for buck. Um, you know, unbelievable. Uh, and some people, you know, Marco Sullivan, mm. um, slipped, slipped on that course cause it was quite, yeah, quite slippery. Um, you know, uh, and put his arm back and ended up breaking, breaking his arm, breaking his arm. He was the only casualty apparently. Yeah. But apparently it was just like the worst part of the course for it to happen. Kate was saying, and, um, so she, he, it took quite a long time to get him down. Uh, there's a photo of him kind of, you know, trail runners, hats off every time. 
people stopped and looked after him. He was covered in like jackets and thermal you know, yeah. thermal blankets and everything. It was like he was kind of the bottom of this huddle um, as people protected him from the conditions until um, you know help could get there and get him get him get him off the course. Um, but yeah, I hope the recovery goes well, mate. Um, look, what more can we say? Amazing, amazing race. Uh, you know, glad we survived. <laughs> Yeah, glad we survived. Uh, that that's going to be memorable, isn't it? It's going to be one of the ones that you you, you think back on. Yeah, uh, very for much. Sure. And very much. Yeah, not to make it like oh about me, but yeah, the race I needed, which was good. Yeah, which was yeah, really, yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, so on Monday I got to catch up with uh, Gareth Thomas because I was still on holiday. Yeah, yeah sticking around with my family for a couple of days. Uh, and here is that interview. Ditch Radio. From his home in the wider upper, uh, he finally got back there late on Saturday night, no doubt. Um, Gareth Thomas joins us again on the show. Thanks so much, Gareth. How are you doing? Uh, pretty nice to tell you the, the truth, Eugene. Oh, um, yeah, we did, didn't actually come home on Saturday night because uh, the hill was closed and we were staying in town oh, anyway. Of course. So, um, yeah, so, that's right. So, yeah, we were, we were lucky enough to, uh, to book accommodation in town and uh, we had to pack up stuff on Sunday and come home anyway. So. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm feeling pretty tired, but um, yeah, as you can expect, it's, uh, it was a pretty big weekend. Pretty big weekend indeed. Hey, so we caught up with you at registration on Friday, and then um, very soon after that, things changed. I wondered if you could just talk us through, sort of almost to give um, you know athletes or runners an, an insight into into what happens and the, the information you're getting and, and how how you make the decisions you had to make. Yeah, sure. Well, basically, obviously, we had, um, you know, the, the long-range forecast was looking pretty crap. Um, but, you know, in the past, Wu2K, it has done the same thing. There has been, like, you know, we've looked at the forecast. And most years, it's like Saturday's looking pretty rubbish, pretty rubbish. And then it usually comes through a bit quicker sometimes in Wellington. And, you know, Wellington weather is highly changeable, so it was really hard to make a, a, uh, a early decision whether to postpone or cancel or go that way. Um, so we gave it the benefit of the doubt and pushed it out to you know race registration to make the call, as a lot of race directors would do as well. Yeah. Um, so basically, on the Friday, it was like looking, you know, it was looking rough, obviously, um, but we did have the backup B course that we would uh, we would go to if um, if it was looking pretty rough, just to avoid the uh, the more exposed parts of the course. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was quite happy with that. My crew were quite happy with that. We we're a bit dubious about the weather, obviously. Um, but we were running through Rego and I got a call from Met Service and they said, look, you know, it's looking really rough in the morning. Um, you know, it's, you know, the, the ridge lines, there's no chance, you know, it's going to be safe for any runners going up along those parts, uh, no matter what the B course is or not. Yeah. Um, so I had to make the call really. I'm like, I'm not going to go against Met Service's words. Um, obviously it puts me in danger. It puts runners in danger, puts my crew in danger. Um, so I had to go, right, I had to have a think about things. I'm like, right, I had an option to possibly postpone. Um, we could have done the Sunday, but I talked to my crew and logistically it just wouldn't have worked. Um, my main safety manager, Reese, he was going to be away Sunday. Uh, the traffic management crew weren't available Sunday. Um, there was just a lot of logistical elements that just weren't going to roll with it. Mm. Um, otherwise, you know, if we um, had a full backup crew in place that would have worked but um, there's just logistically it just wouldn't have worked so yeah. um, the other option was to you know cancel 
obviously that was a possibility and I thought about that seriously because the weather was looking just really rough mm. um, but I really wanted to put a run on and you know it was going to rain and you know safety wise we had a lot of safety elements in place we've got the first aid crew in place um, everyone was notified about things and we had a chat with the crew and just look the 21k course is there uh, it's going to be rough we know um, the rivers could get up we know, um, but potentially that time in the morning we could, you know, we push back the start slightly just to try and, you know, get through that worst part of the weather. But, um, yeah, obviously on the day it uh, did sort of pound down and then mm. did rise. But, um, and that was the call I came up with. I was like, right, you know, we've got things in place. Uh, uh, um, and from a safety point of view, I think I thought it was going to be okay and fine for the runners to run the race. Mm. Um and, you know, it wasn't going to be that cold. It was just the more exposed parts that I was quite concerned about. But doing the 21K course, it meant that most of those really exposed areas were were, um, were done with on the course. It was only through Spooky Gully and Tip Track, um, as you probably know, where, where the windiest sort of um, yeah. exposed areas were. Uh, the rest was sort of through the Wellington Trails towards Mount Vic. So, um, so that was the call I made. It was really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, logistically... Uh, Kate, my volunteers manager, she was, um, you know, we had to have a chat and say, look, can we, can we sort of you know, adapt all the marshals? We're going to have to, you know, there was a, it was a big day Friday, you know, trying to, yeah. um, you know, redirect everything and then alert the runners and then, you know, just trying to make it happen on the day. Um, it was, it was a huge undertaking really. So, um, yeah, it was big. Kate had told us about her massive spreadsheet, the spreadsheet of awesomeness. I bet you that was, I bet you that was, uh, had, had smoke coming off it on Friday as, as things were rearranged. Yeah, you should, you should say, she, it was crazy. She had this, she's got this massive, it was, it's about the size of a, of a you know, fold out dressing table. So, um, you know, she had that out and she was going through it and we were just like all sitting down as a crew. Just, uh, we yeah. found a little nook in the, in the sky stadium just to try and sit down and nut things out. Um, but they were, they were so supportive as well. Yeah. You know, uh, they had my back and they understood the decision and yeah. they wanted to see the race and the runners go through and have a, have a day out as well. And, yeah. um, obviously it was going to be a memorable, memorable day out. Yeah. Well, certainly, um, you know, as I got up on the top, it was Matt and I got up there on the tops and, you know, heading towards tip track and so on along spooky gully, we, we were sort of thinking jeepers, you know, it must've been a, 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 you know, a tough call and, and I think, you know, must have weighed on your mind about cancelling the whole thing altogether because it, it was pretty pretty wild. Um, but but you guys managed to you you were kind of what I really admired too was how fluid you were. And when you you actually made another decision later on in the morning with the twenty one k start diversion, do you want to tell us about that and how that sort of unfolded? Yeah, well, that was you know as I said, you know I'm lucky to have the masters I've got because um, you know they're quite experienced trail runners themselves, and especially the ones we had down Red Rocks. Um, and we had the first day guys down there as well. So they made a call. AJ actually made the call to, you know, the river crossing just got too high and it was just like ridiculous. So he made the call for the last wave coming through just to say, no, you're going to have to go back to the start. And, <clears throat> and we were at the start line still, um, which is about sort of 4.5 Ks, as you know, along the, yeah. on the red, uh, red rock, along Red Rocks coast, south coast. And, um, we're like, right, well, they can just come back and they can keep running around the, the original 62K route, which takes them around the Ferro Bay and then up um, Happy Valley Road, and they can just continue on that way. It still gives them a pretty solid race. So um, so that was the call. And, you know, I think the runners were quite respective of that. They were the ones that didn't get through, um, and they still got to run a, run a good race. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, talk about um, a fluid situation in, in all senses of the word, I guess. But, um, yeah, I can't imagine the stress that you would have been under and, and, and all your marshals and, and your crew and so on. So, you know, hats off to you guys. Phenomenal in, in really trying conditions. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I know there'll be a lot of people out there saying, you know, oh, you shouldn't have let it go ahead. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, we had one, one incident and that was due to just a, a slip and that could have yeah. happened in um, any conditions really. And, and the person that to get injured, he was really supportive of the yep. event, and yep. he said, "Look, you know, it's just one of those things. I slipped and my arm down, and, and that happened." Oh, hey, who, for, been there, done that. You know, <laughs> like those things can yeah, happen, can't they? Um, you know, unfortunately for us, it was in the sort of worst part of the course, so it was a bit of a you know mission getting them out there. But um, but you know, it all worked out, and he, yeah. he was fine, home and safe. So yeah, um, and overall, again, you know, and I, again on that, sorry, just on that with the injury, um, you know, again the the spirit of the trail, how how other runners, um, you know, kept. Warm and 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 helped until um until you guys could you know to, and until your crew could get there and 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 everything it was just it sort of says a lot about the spirit of of trail running doesn't it that what unfolded yeah, after that it, yeah that's right you know I mean all the marshals know yeah. um, know this stuff and they know how to sort of you know treat a, a situation like that there's obviously going to be things in the future that you know with every Wu 2K every run we do we we debrief afterwards and we like look at what we can do better to you know to make sure and ensure. Um, there's a you know more fluid, more flow, and you know more safety aspects covered as well. Because you know, end of the day, every race we've done for the Wu2K in the sun, even you know things yeah. happen, and we're like, well, we've got to change that for next year, and you know make it safer. So we do work behind the scenes a lot to you know to minimise risk and um, you know make sure everyone's as safe as they can be on the trails. You know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, how like overall, how you know, given everything that was thrown at you, are you you happy with how it went? I'm very happy with how it went. You know, it was, um, <clears throat> you know, obviously we had to, you know, cancel last year due to COVID. And, um, you know, this year was uh, the, weather, the weather coming through was just, you know, crazy. So it just threw a massive curveball. And, you know, all your, everything you've been organizing for the past six months just sort of goes out the window and you've got to sort of, you know, adapt uh, things to suit. Um, so I was happy. And the, the runners that ran on the day, obviously there were, there were some that didn't run because of the conditions. Yeah. And I respect that as well. Mm. Um, the ones that did come out and run, it sounds like they had a really, really good time and a really memorable occasion of it all. <clears throat> um, yeah, I was happy. And the crew, you know, obviously everyone was wet on the day and it was, you know, hard and I was, I was you know, pretty stressed the whole day just worrying about all the yeah. volunteers and marshals on course and the runners and everyone on course uh, and myself. You know, I got pretty cold and wet <laughs> yeah. just the whole yeah. day. So, um, you know, yeah, things like that. Um, yeah, but overall, I was happy. Well, Gareth, I mean, you, you delivered us a memorable race, one that that uh, anyone who had any part that they played in that will will never forget. I mean, I, you know, I I, I loved it. I um I reached a point where I just thought, you know what, I'm not going to treat this as a race. This is just an adventure, and um I just enjoyed and soaked it up, and you know, little moments that I remember, like I remember coming down through. Um, uh, I'm not even sure where it was. Coming, I was coming down a hill, being blown sideways and backwards at the same time somehow, and seeing a couple of your marshals in in wetsuits with snorkels, uh, <laughs> cheering us on, pointing us the right direction, and it almost felt surreal. I almost thought, "Have I blacked out?" And I'm having <laughs> some sort of weird dream here. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, it, it just you know experiences in a race that I'll that I'll never forget. So so thank you for all that you did, and and to you and your crew and your volunteers. I mean, you know, talk about having everything thrown at you, uh, and 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 standing up to it. Thank you. 
Um, now, when you when you got home, you, it wasn't over either. You had a bit of flooding and stuff to deal with. Oh, <clears throat> yes, honestly, we're still um, was died down now. It's still pretty crap out here. Um, but yeah, we got home, and my, my dad was lucky to look after the house for us for a few days while we were away. And I talked to him on the Sunday morning before he came back, and he said there were a couple of we got trees around the boundary line and. There are a couple of big pine trees that are just down and um, pulled up the fence. And the, the, yeah, we've got water races that run through our place and they were just you know, flooding everywhere. So it was a bit of a nightmare, but um, it's died down now and all is good. So, yeah, just a little bit about it, extra stress <sighs> for the weekend. Wow. <laughs> As if you didn't have enough to deal with. All right, well, I'll be able to get you back to the chainsaw or whatever else you've got to do there. Um, but thank you so, so much and uh, thanks for having us. Hey, thanks, Eugene, and thanks, Matt, as well. Thanks, for, it's always love seeing you guys coming down to the events, and um, you know, I'll just try and make that to your guys' events as well. Brilliant. All right, cheers. Much love. See you. Well, that's us for the Wutu K. Yeah. Um, what a weekend. Mm. Thank you to everyone again. Thank you to Gareth. Thank you to Kate. Mm. Thank you to Stuart. Thank you to Reese. Thank you to all the volunteers. Yep. Um, thank you to Eugene. Yep. And um, gosh, we you know we will see you. Yeah. Thanks uh, to Richard for having us here. Yeah. This is nice. This is I, I for full full disclosure I'm I'm staying with friends but man this this is flash. Yeah. This nice. is really really flash. But look. Thank you for tuning in. We're on social media at Dirt Church Radio. You can email us at dirtchurchradio at gmail.com. You can find us on all the podcast platforms. Like and subscribe if you fancy. And you can download direct from the website too, which is dirtchurchradio.com. If you do want to send in a greatest run ever about the Wu2K or any other run, uh, please send it to us. Um, we'd love to hear from you. And you can read them on the website as well. Yeah, that Reese Johnson one from from last week went off. People love that one. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so th- just send them in to us, uh, dirtchurchradio at gmail.com. Thank you to our sponsors, Scott Running, Further Faster, Spring Energy, and Cielo. And thank you to our Patreon. My beanie yesterday was very handy. Yeah. Uh, thank you to our Patreon supporters and wild things. Thanks to our editor, Kieran. We've got a great show lined up for you next week, so please tune in then. Ka kite. Ka kite ano. Thanks, Rigby. <laughs>